it's Lace. And it's Catherine, his step-uncle, and welcome to Chidi's podcast. How do you end up with a step-uncle? Well, it's uh, it's when your it's when your aunt marries uh, your brother. <laughs> well, I always forget you're from Kentucky, and then yeah, you remind me every time. Um, y'all yeah. are listening to Chidi's podcast, and if uh, if you're a regular listener, we're sorry we've been gone for a couple weeks, but we've been uh, a little busy with some stuff. Yeah, and Catherine has been busy having absolutely no voice at all. Uh, this is a, a week and a half, I think now we tried to record it one time. I, j- I had absolutely no voice. So we gave up and then I went and I hosted your album recording. Oh, are we going to get right into it? Y'all, this is a catch up episode, by the way. I know you're probably like, well, we don't know. It's been so long since y'all put out an episode. Is it going to be an interview? Is it going to be a catch up? What's it going to be? It's going to be a catch up because number one, uh, that falls in line in order of what we, what we've done. The last one was an interview. Secondly, we got a lot to catch up on. A yeah. lot. Lots gone lots down. Happened. Lot, a lot's gone down. And uh Catherine has changed personalities four times since then. Uh, uh and now we've got step uncle KB, so that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, so my y'all, my album recording happened. It happened Friday, April fifteenth. Those of you Cheaties listeners who came, uh, we know you were there because I saw your t shirts. So thank you yeah. so much for coming out in full regalia to support. Um Holy shit, what a night. What a night, what a night, what a night, what a night. It was it, incredible. So much for the support was overwhelming. Um, but yeah, Catherine was my host. Obviously, I wanted her to host it and be the one who on the album, you know, goes, ladies and gentlemen, Lace Larrabee. And uh, and I could have been. You could you I said I, I said I could do this. Uh-huh. And then and you kept practicing off stage. And it was like, no, no, I got this. Listen. I was like, that's not it. No, no, I think that's cool. That sounds vintage. It sounds vintage. (laughs) It's like, is that, is our voice cracking? Or or do we just put this on a, on a record? Is it it a ghost? Is it a a haunting of a comedy club? That's And that's cool and that's unique. Nobody else has that on their album. They don't. Nobody else gets brought up that way. But uh, she wouldn't let it happen. Um, but she did. She did let me host it. So I, you know, not to make it about me, but you know, I had to in any way I could try and sabotage. You did her album recording. You did. So try. I started off every show with just twelve minutes ish of of uh, whisper screams. Yeah. And the whole audience was confused, and I was like, "This is good. This is good. It's gonna be yeah. a rough start for her." Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. wasn't. And she mm-hmm. killed no matter what. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was, I was blown away. I mean, the the audience was phenomenal. You, Dude, you were just that. popping them like pop, pop, pop. They were you, you had your shit together. Um, it's gonna be such a. It's I can't wait to hear it. It was. Oh, I mean, man. it's gonna be great. It's I like, hope it's, it's gonna be one of my favorite albums I've ever heard. Stop. That's not true. That's a lie. I I hope it yeah. sounds as good as it felt because, in the moment, man, it felt so freaking good. Like. At this point, like, I don't even know if I listen back and I'm like, that's not how it felt like in the moment. I'm going to be so sad, but I don't know. I can't imagine it not. I'm just, it's weird. I've never done that before. I've never recorded an album and definitely not an hour. So, uh, yeah, that was. Yeah, you had it all together. It was like pop, 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 pop. Yeah. 
And you know, I didn't run it. I ran it the night before and that was it. And even the night before, I only ran 40 minutes of it. That's insane. You never ran it. And then you just went up there and recorded it. (laughs) It's because it was jokes that I've done a million times. And I don't know. I think I I work and I always have. I work better under pressure. And I know that. If I do too much preparation, I will fuck it up. I will figure out a way to self-sabotage if if I have too much planning. But so here's what the day looked like. Literally none. You didn't run. That's crazy. I I mean, because it went off so flawlessly. There was not any, there wasn't any fluff in it. Thanks. Every every joke was like tight and and great and and I mean I'm I'm I, I'm you never ran it. Nope, never in that order. Never. No, I added in a couple new lines too the day of just to, that I needed in there for transition purposes. Um, cool. I'm so happy for you. I love you that. You sound like it. You sound like you are. Definitely sounds. No, that's just my voice. I'm really I'm so happy. My, oh, I, I'm I felt, so happy for you. Sorry, my happiness is hoarse right now horsiness yeah um yeah i uh it it i don't know i think because the two the three four or five six seven days leading up to it were so insane and then they got so so i want to walk the listeners through the hell that was my three days prior to the album recording or two days specifically so first still you know still got this hey biscuit no Speaking, of, I literally said biscuit, and I looked down, and she's chewing through my book bag. So that's cool. Um, so she's getting better. The puppy's getting a lot better. She in the last two days, I learned that you should play a um, uh, sound machine at night. So anybody who's got a puppy in their house, if you're trying to get the puppy to sleep through the night, do a sound machine. If you don't already do one, and we don't usually do one, but I like them, so I don't mind. And I started doing sound machine the last two nights, like white noise. And now she sleeps through the night instead of starting to freak out at like 6.30 a.m. scream barking. So, Or can you just not hear her scream barking? Listen, maybe that's it. Maybe that's yeah. it. I don't know. But no, I looked down. I Seriously, this morning, I like looked over at her because it was like seven something. And I was like, I felt it in my body. I was like, my alarm hasn't gone off yet, but I feel like she's still down there. And I looked over and she's just asleep. She's just asleep. And I was like, oh, this is good. Okay. All right. So anyway. Mm. But prior to these last two days, so let's let's rewind back a week ago, every day had been hell. I had come back from L.A., right? We had done the episode post-L.A. We had done, right? No, we yeah. haven't done an episode post-L.A. No, we haven't done. We tried to. We That's tried. To, we, right. we attempted to. We got like oh. halfway through and then shit hit the fan. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay, so we haven't even talked about that trip. But anyway, so I was in L.A. for a week, essentially. Yeah, five days. And then I get back and Biscuit had been a nightmare for Jared. He had not been getting any sleep. Um, she was just still just an ass. Like she's just still being in the worst puppy phase uh, that week. And I'm trying to prepare. I knew I had an album. I was trying to get on stage. Nobody had any room to put me on stage for long enough as long as I needed. Everybody's giving me, offering me short sets. And I was like, that's not going to help me. Because you reached out week of. No, I reached out before. No, I reached out to other people before. It was not, that was not the first time. I posted in that that group finally because I was like, could somebody, anybody? Like I've asked all the people. I'm thinking you're reaching out week of like, who's got an hour spot for me? No, I asked a bunch of people privately beforehand. And no one had anything. So, and then I, so my last resort was, fuck it. I don't know. Let me put it in that pub public group where I never post in. So that's why I did that. But 
and I was wrong about one of the dates anyway. I didn't even have it open, so it doesn't matter. Um, so trying to do that, dealing with the dog, dealing with the house after being gone for a week. Wednesday comes around. I've got FCF, that new gig that started. I don't think yeah. I've talked about that. So I've got the, the nope. Yeah. So uh, fan controlled football started the Saturday after I got back from LA, and then we have a Wednesday night show every Wednesday. And, uh, you know, 12 hours on Saturday and then, like, five hours on Wednesday nights. So I go to do the Wednesday night show where I'm, like, interviewing players and all that. And I'm standing there. Catherine, we were there for, like, five hours. And the last 30 minutes that I'm there, I was standing there and I was, my stomach felt horrible. And I was like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up and I'm interviewing a football player right now and I'm going like, this is going to happen. And I was like looking around. I was like, okay, well, I guess I can lean over the thing over there and throw up towards the ground. And, you know, I was making a plan. Didn't happen. I didn't, I didn't. And I was like, okay, that's good. That's good. I didn't throw up. Then they cut me. They wrapped me. The show was over. I was like, thank God. Okay. So I leave the field, give them my mic, take my mic pack off. I walk out the door to the bathroom and I know this is a podcast, so I'm not, I don't want to gross people out. I don't know what people are doing when they're listening, but all hell broke loose. And mm-hmm. I have never. Through the valves. Through the valves. Somebody turned on the valves and it was the absolute worst stomach pains um, and situation I'd ever had in my life. I'd never, I've had a stomach virus before, like a long, long time ago. This was. I've never felt pain this like this. This was Satan. This was Satan's revenge. This was yeah something that, that was paying for sins of my ancestors, I think. Right. Um, right. I, it was horrific. Okay. And I'm in one of those like portable trailer potty things. And I finally am able to stop. And I'm like, I just need to get home. I just got to get home. I'm sweating. I've got chills. I'm like going back and forth between sweating and chills, sweating and chills. And I'm driving and I'm like crying in the car. I'm calling Jared. I'm like praying I don't poop in the car. And well, I called and mama you did a little bit. I didn't. And that's I, why you got leather seats. Well, that is, I kept saying that I was like, well, this is exactly why I have leather seats. And, uh, yeah. so I make it home. Finally, it doesn't stop. I walk through the door. It happens again until 9am Wednesday night. So Wednesday night from 1030 to 9am Thursday morning. Did you sleep at all? I slept about an hour and a half the whole night. <laughs> And Biscuit wakes up in the morning with a scream barking at like six something. And I'm like, I, and I'm still dying. Uh, everything has left my body. I have only drank like Powerades. I, we have like that Powerade powder. So I just kept making those. I couldn't eat it. I never ate a bite. I never ate a real bite. I had to run my set that night. I tried to get sleep that afternoon on Thursday, but I, my stomach still hurt. I showed up to the punchline and I, I ran my, I ran my little 40 minutes because I couldn't even do the whole hour because I was, had not had a real piece of food. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then I felt like shit the whole night before. I mean, the whole night of that night on Thursday night. Here's what happens Thursday morning, Friday morning. when I wake up to the day of my recording. My parents are driving into town. They've got the two other dogs. My sister's driving into town. Um, Biscuit's still being an ass. Two of the seven um, smoke detectors in the house start their beeping shit. So, like, two of them. Bleep. The, Bleep. Bleep. the thing Bleep. that the thing that turns people Bleep. into murderers. Yeah, 
starts and there's one that won't come off the ceiling. I rip the battery out of it and it's stuck to the ceiling and I have twisted, I've pushed and I've twisted and it will not. So it keeps beeping. It's like that episode of friends where Phoebe's is like, she's ripped it out. She's beaten it to death. Like the fire pit and it's still beeping. Yeah. That's Dude, that's it drives you insane to a little, you go, this is a longer pause than the last one. I think it's done. I think it's done. Oh my God. It's, it's done. Mm-hmm. Then bleep, you're like, yeah. So, and you've seen me at my maddest. So just no. imagine me off of. Oh, and Friday. I've, I've seen. I've been in the car with you. And you got a ticket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Thursday night, I couldn't get it. Or Friday. Yeah. Thursday night, I couldn't get any sleep either. So we're at now at this point. By the time I recorded, I had a total of five-ish hours of sleep combined from two days. No food. I ate a biscuit on Friday. The beeping shit starts. Everything. My parents get into town. Their dogs get here. That sets off biscuit. My whole afternoon is just like, it, it just could not be more more stressful. At, finally, at five o'clock, I sat down on the porch on the deck and I started writing out my set. And that's when I wrote out my whole set. Are you are you kidding? I swear me? to God, because I I couldn't. I had had no mental capacity. I had no. My body was done. I was I was. You, it, that's when I wrote you out wrote my your set out three set. hours bef- before your album recording. Yeah. And then that's, and then I went and did that. Yeah. So needless to say, um, I work better under pressure, I guess. People, people, people run and they, they go, they have a year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They run it for a year. Some people, I mean, I think most, actually I would say some of those people are writing that from the tip top to the end, but, but like they, they go on a little, at least an itty bitty tour Mm -hmm. to run it. You wrote your set out three hours before but, you recorded. But let's be clear. These are not like jokes I wrote three hours before. These are jokes. Most of the jokes are stuff I've done a thousand times at other times in my life. And I just wanted it on an album. So it's, it's just the next it's time insane. I do it, well, I'll have to do something like that because it'll have to be all new stuff. But this is 10 years in the making of something. And it's still, I still walked away pissed that there's, things that I didn't say that I wanted to say, but whatever. It's insane to me though. But I get, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I get it. Yeah. It's just an hour of it and you write it out three hours before. And then it was flawless execution. Well, I appreciate that. That means a lot. I thank you. I know it's, I know it's painful for you to compliment me. So thank you. I I hate it. I'm so happy for you. And I I just, it's honestly pissing me. The, the the best compliment I can give you is that it makes me so fucking angry. Good. Thank you so much. Oh, this is sweet. Well, can I say, can I share uh, one super sweet thing? One super, yeah. super sweet thing. Um, Other than a huge thank you to everybody who was there. Huge thank you to you. You were so funny. My mom has mentioned multiple times how funny you were at the show. Everybody who came, like people messaged me later. I had a couple messages like, who was your, who was your cute blonde friend at the beginning? <laughs> um. Who is that smoker? Yeah, who was that eighty-year-old smoker? Yeah, um, who was at the beginning? But everyone had compliments for you. Everybody thought you were really funny. I thought everybody who did guest spots was great. Amber Chandler killed it at the first show. Yeah, Voss killed it. Um, and Voss was the one who ultimately introduced me, which is yeah. I think perfect. Like I love him to death, and you know his voice was there, so I think that 
help. Yeah, and you um, need a, you need a contrast. You need a you yeah. need a dude to come up before a, a yeah, yeah, yeah. female vocal. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think he was perfect for that. And then uh, in the second show, Jen O'Neill did a killer set, and then Voss was back again. It was great. I loved every bit of it. But um, everything just kind of fell together. All these people came crawling out of the woodwork. I saw people I hadn't seen in like eight, nine, ten years that came. Yeah. Uh, that was wild. So I was really appreciative of all of that. But here's what's even crazier. So. I knew I wanted to wear my black jumpsuit because it was easy. It was black. So I wore that. And then, so my grandma, you know, passed away. Oh, yeah. A year ago. A year ago. A year ago, like today. Yeah. And um, so there was this piece of jewelry that I absolutely loved of hers. Um, It's called the Lady Liberty. It's this big coin necklace that she was gifted by my grandpa in the 70s and my mom it was always my mom's favorite piece of jewelry it was always my favorite piece of jewelry and uh, at so the day before my mom was already in so it was Friday day or Thursday Thursday um, my mom had already left her apartment in Statesboro and was already in Warner Robins so north she was already further north and already heading up here and so I was like, I was like, oh shit, you've already left. You've already left Statesboro. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, damn it. I was like, oh, I was going to ask you to get grandma's Lady Liberty necklace because I wanted to wear that with my jumpsuit. And she goes, Lace, I'm wearing it right now. And she never, oh, it's so weird, ever wears it. She like has only worn it like twice since grandma died. And she doesn't, it's too special. You know, she got the, she had to get the new chain made for it and all this. And she like keeps it like in a thing and a wrap and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I'm wearing it right now. She's like, I'm wearing a green dress and I thought it would look really pretty with gold. So I wore the big gold chain and I've got my gold earrings on. And she's like, I have it on right now. She's like, I'll bring it and you can, you can wear it tomorrow, obviously. And I was like, what? And then Mama, the course the night of, we're like in the green room, and she comes in, and she's like, she's like, you know, your grandma gave me this to to bring to you tonight. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna, I can't, I'm gonna just cry. That's what I'm gonna do. So, dude, that's so. That's one of those like, yeah, sure, have your science. Yeah, but, but this is uh, this is like an undeniable, yeah, sign. That's weird, right? That's really cool. Isn't yeah. that really weird? That like, yeah, man. And then I got to wear it the whole night, and uh, God, I would have loved for her to be there. It would have been uh, so special to have her there. But yeah, she uh, she was there. She came. My grandma came anyway. She figured out That's a way so to cool. come. Had your grandma? Had she seen you do stand up before? Once. So. And the one time she I, ever did was the show that I met Jared at. Okay, because I was wondering if she had seen your uh, your anal bit and nope. then your Mm-mm. no, you just but you wish she could have really wish she and could then have. really that did. is yeah that is special. I will say I was <laughs> I was behind, so I got to see all your family there, uh-huh. and then I it was so fun. I loved it, and my favorite is um, um, when you did do the um, your joke about you and how you and Jared both can see eye to eye on on eating you out <laughs> i'd say going, going down going on down, me. going down going down on going down yeah, on you yeah. and then i and then i saw your dad no joke squeeze your mom's shoulder and i i was like they're too close in age this is weird i don't know if that was a i don't know if that was a flirty thing and he was like look we're look, all well, look she's she must be one of ours or something. that's it that's exactly and I what that was. jared and i was like oh they're so close to each other her parents and jared right now 
watching her talk about him just inside her, his daughter's vagina. And and I, I don't know if it was because of that, but I, that's my favorite joke now of yours. <laughs> God damn it. <coughs> How oh many God. times has your parents seen you do the going down on you? So, oh, several times. Yeah. Do, do do we address it or My they mom just say thinks good that, job, Lace? She thinks that the ET joke is very very smart. She thinks it's a very good joke. It is. It's so good. She's like, it's a very smart joke. <laughs> like, but have we ever got? Because I just I remember. No, we don't we talk were, about the details of the of the anatomy of the logistics. I don't know when, when we had manscaped. We had Manscaped as a sponsor. You kept going like, I, I got to give my dad this gift. I, it would be such a great Father's Day gift. And I kept being like, I don't, why do you? you no, you, for like his nose hairs and his ear hairs right. and shit like that. He's not Manscaping his junk anymore. I'm, I'm, I don't I'm think just, he ever did. I would, that would be weird. Daddy from if daddy's age group that I don't think they would have ever done that. You guys are close on, on a, yeah, on a different level. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that, but like, yeah, we're all very close. <laughs> yeah. Daddy and mama still make sex jokes. Like you can't, I can't say, you can't say any like innuendo or anything remotely kind of uh, accidentally sexual without daddy being like, hey, your mom. <laughs> it's just like, gross. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I just cool, 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 cool. I just it yeah. was I, it hadn't hit me till I was directly behind yeah. him. Yeah, now you've experienced. You. Now you've yeah, experienced yeah, yeah. it. And I watched and I saw a little shoulder squeeze, <laughs> just a little teeny tiny pump from your Gross. father to, directed Gross. at your mother. Gross. Gross. In that moment. Yep, they were disgusting. So mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, beautiful memories. <laughs> but anyway, so grandma was there. <laughs> Grandma was there. <laughs> oh man, that was fun though. That was a good time. Um, um, yeah, and okay. you tried you tried to support me the week before too when I was in LA. You had tried to send me a gift while I was I, filming something. I, <laughs> I called. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. Story. This. I I don't know if it's a if it's like a hotel that does like this this kind of you know when you order like champagne or somebody instead of just somebody's room is that a normal thing to do? Yes, that's I totally thought. normal thing. Yeah, and this was a totally normal hotel. Like this was a nice normal hotel with room service I, and everything. So yeah, I talked to Jose. <laughs> I love that you know in sales <laughs> at this da da da. Da 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 is whatever in in da 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 California. More than I have talked to with the rest of my family in four years. <laughs> trying to deliver one motherfucking bottle of champagne to your hotel door <laughs> door. The man, I he has he has my social security number now. He has my cell phone number. He has my address. He has my email address. He has honestly. I told him he knew. Uh, he knows my whole day because we talked. We had, were in correspondence every other hour uh, about how difficult it was to get this bottle of champagne delivered to your door. 
and he, he reassured me it was. You had a, a whatever we talk about it later. You filmed something phenomenal, and the next day I was like, I was like, here it comes. She's gonna be, she's gonna be blown away, and she, <laughs> and I you you answer the phone and you're like, yeah, I'm just waking up. What's up? And I'm like, ah, <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, it was me. I got you the champagne. And <laughs> like, like no champagne. We haven't no gotten champagne. any champagne. So I'm pretty sure I just paid for your for Morgan's food service or for <laughs> or, uh hotel ser- yeah. whatever room service food. And um I if I'm ever in Pasadena, California, uh <laughs> I will burn that whole hotel down to the ground. <laughs> down to the with ground. With a little with a little note on the, in the front of the burned down building. That's like room service cater uh, courtesy of Jose. And I'm going to put a cheap ass <laughs> bottle of champagne in the front of it. Because F you, Jose, we went through a goddamn journey. You promised me. You promised me more than anyone has ever promised me in the, in the world that that champagne Promises would be delivered. Were, and it never made. was. Promises have been made. Yeah that, yeah. um That infuriates me, though, because like the... I was only on like the third floor or something in the hotel bar that definitely had champagne and Prosecco and all that good stuff was right underneath me. I passed it every single day. So I, I, we tried, I don't, I, I tried. Don't I don't know. I appreciate I would be on it hold though. For, for minutes at a time. And that's Why? a lot for me. But I just don't get it. Like how it was so difficult for them to make that happen. It was such a simple thing, but more than anything, the gesture means the absolute world to me. So it was so great. And then the story of the frustration was worth it for me. Totally. I, I, I'm going to visit Jose one of these days. <laughs> you, do, you need to go out there directly just to yeah. go visit Jose. Yeah. And I'm going to take his, his, I don't, I'm going to do, I'm going to take his child's lunch from them <laughs> on the way out and be like, this, this, this is, is how your father made me feel. <laughs> Your, your dad took something I loved, and I'm going to take yeah. something you love. Yeah. I'm taking uh, this no, lunchable. Yeah, but it, again, it's not about me, but I do like to interject my own story into um, all of your exciting success yes. happening right now. You can't talk about L.A. until it happens. But you I know. You flew to L.A., you came back, then you recorded FCF LMNOPs. Oh, yes, yeah. Do you love it? Um, you've, what, you've done like three of them now, right? I've done three. Yeah, I've done two 12-hour Saturdays and one five-hour Wednesday. I've got another Wednesday show tonight. Why are we Why are we documenting in times? Because that's how long it takes for me. It is so much. Like, it's so long. Those 12-hour days, like, I have to say it because it's we do four games in a day. It's so long. Do you feel like a ESPN reporter or, or do you feel more no. like a um, – man on the street tmz reporter well it's interesting that you bring that up um i don't know if this is really something i should get into or not but uh i was hired as a sideline reporter and i got to do that for the first day and uh, then driving in this past saturday i got a call from one of the producers that said um you know we've been like thinking about your position and we're just going to utilize you in a different way. And um, so did you, you met so-and-so last week? Uh, so she's actually going to be doing the sideline reporting. And um, and I was like, oh, oh, I'm about to be in the parking lot. That is interesting. Okay. What are you, what? What are you doing? You're in the and, parking um, lot? I, I was pulling in as they were telling me this. And I was like, um okay uh they're like we're gonna use you for like fan interaction 
and uh, we're going to, like, put you in the stands and, like, get you around and around the arena and, like, talk to everybody and blah, 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 blah. But we're still going to use you for the same things on Wednesday nights. You're still going to interview the players on Wednesdays. But, um, you know, during the games, you're going to, like, we're going to, like, use you around the building. I was like, okay. All right. Hold up. You just got knocked from Aaron Andrews down to a cheerleader. Down to mascot. Down, down to, to one of those down to one of those Home Depot tools that runs around the field <laughs> at the break. You just got knocked down to paint bucket. <laughs> I'm paint bucket now. I'm paint bucket getting passed you by paint hammer. Bucket? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, screwdriver just screwed you. Just screwed me. Listen, everything's staying the same for the most part. I'm still doing like stats and stuff on Friday on Wednesday nights. Um, but it's just you know it's I and I'm gonna be honest is talking to fans and shooting the shit and doing games in the audience and handing out t-shirts and shit way more in my wheelhouse. A hundred thousand percent. Okay. So let's just leave it there. Let's just leave it there. It's all right. And I've told Uh, them, it's not like I wasn't extremely clear, you know, in all my interviews and all that stuff. It's not like I was, I I was like, Oh yeah, I'm a sports lover. Never was like that. I explained, how, you know, and they kept saying, we want a comedian, we want a comedian, we want a comedian. And then I get there and then the things they're throwing to me in my ear and like that they're telling me to say are like very, very Aaron Andrews, like very stat like heavy. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we noticed your uh, O-line uh, had some weak pockets in it. Uh, care to elab- elaborate on your accelerated uh, offensive pass defense? exactly and and i was like well none of this feels funny at all to me and there's no way to be funny in these quick little hits that they want me to do like there's no place to insert funny and that's yeah. and i'm not a stats person. and they know that i said that at that now i can repeat anything you tell me to repeat they would tell me the things that i'd lock it in and i'm like got it got it got it got it and i've got all these numbers and things and i'm like and i would even impress myself i'd be saying these things out loud and i'm like you know, you had three touchdowns and 95 yards and you had blah, blah, blah. And you did, 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 and you did, how are you feeling right now? Oh, that's incredible. You know, blah, blah, blah. like I can do it. And if you tell me to do it, I can do it, but no, I'm not coming up with it on my own. And I was never expected to do that. So I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. Right, right, right. I believe it after the fourth, it's fine. Cool. 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 She, she is. That's awesome. So it kind of feels like the pageant world. It feels a lot um, like the pageant world. It does because there was no competition there before. There was no, I didn't really worry about anything. You know, I wasn't like in that. And now yeah. I'm like in that mindset of like, man, did I just, did I just get first runner up? And then this other person just won. Like it, it makes, it makes you start to feel a way that you don't want to feel. And it's fine. I love the games. The games are so crazy fun. I, I'm crazy about the owners and the founders of FCF. I'm crazy about the rest of the broadcast team. It's a very, very, very cool idea. It's the future of sports. I'm, to be honest, it really is. I think we're going to see a lot more things like this because the fans call the plays and they vote for stuff. Like there was one moment in the game the other day, one of the games where um, the refs were trying to decide if it were, they were like deliberating over whether it was a touchdown or not. And the crowd was like, going crazy like everybody's like oh, well, I think so and some people are like no nah, hell no that's not that's not a touchdown the fans online got to vote and they voted that it was a touchdown 
This seems like it's being made up. It's like, wild. W- when do they decide who gets to vote? Is it it's why all are the refs actively? So, well, so there still have to be refs to make the calls. But then sometimes when there is a when there it's more than the refs are deciding. Like when the refs are torn or they can't decide, the you can use your power ups online to like change this is things. made up. It's wild. This I'm telling you, you've got to come see it and experience it. You've got to watch it online too. Like it airs on Twitch. It airs on Peacock LX. It airs on, um, no, you don't get to just have people be like, and this time we decided it's up to America. Yeah. This time it's up to, to headline ref Gerald, but this time it's America's call. Yeah. But it's so funny because there's like, that's insane. There's like people online, like their handles are like, sex panther and they're like they're like well sex panther called it and sex yeah his <laughs> screen is split between only fans live <laughs> yeah and and football yeah. accounts and he gets them mixed up sometimes yeah and he's like he's like fuck yeah he's like uh yeah bend over bend over and then and he's but he's talking but he's talking to, to the football game yeah 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 yeah, yeah. uh it's wild though. And, and here's the th- crazy thing too, though, is like the technology that they use to film this. Like when you watch it online, when you watch it on the FCF app or Twitch or any of that, it is the most gorgeously shot sports thing I've ever seen in my life. They've got these badass drones that are, that are being controlled by this dude with like, um, he's got, uh, the virtual reality glasses on. He sits up in a thing and he's doing the drone. Then they've got that giant spider cam. Have you ever seen a spider cam? oh my god they hang off of these wires these cables so across the whole field there's four cables and there's this massive camera that can that can like turn all the way around every direction it can follow anything on the field and in the stands and all that and then they've got a ton more cameras that guys have but like the spider cam like just and it just goes all over the, the field and it goes down to the guys it is and then when you watch it you're like this is it feels like you're watching like a 3d movie or something it's it's cool gorgeous yeah um and you know DJ Steve Aoki, the like the famous like international DJ dude's got like nine point seven yeah, million no, followers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He owns one of the teams, so he owns Eight oh. um, Oki is his team. Uh, so he came the other night and did a did a little um, set, did a little set for us. Wait, was and, it him or does he have on the? No, it's him. The, the mask. Mm, no, it's him. Just regular wow, Steve Aoki. Really and uh, and then I interviewed him. I got to do an interview with him. Did you really? Mm-hmm. What did yeah. you ask him? They were telling me, like, to ask him about his passion about football and, like, why, how he got involved and what he's excited about from his team this year and all that good stuff. So, you know, I was, like, standing here with the international superstar DJ Steve Aoki. Steve, that was a badass set. We're so thankful to have you. Um, how excited are you ass? to be here? Yeah, I said badass. Yeah. Um, I was like, uh, I was like, how excited are you to be here tonight, FCF? And then he's like, oh, this is crazy. This is so cool. You get like fans call the plays, blah, blah, blah. And you can like, you're right here. You can see it. I was like, you've ne- there's no way to be closer to football and pro football, you know, than there is at FCF and what drew you to here. You're a unique, you're a unique performer. Uh, the, this is a unique, uh, league. Like what, you know, what drew you to, I don't know, just stuff like that. It's great, dude. You're, you're killing it. Even though they shoved me in the fans, they still let me interview Steve. So that was good. But that's okay. Cool. This is I gotta. I'm gonna. I gotta. I'm gonna download Twitch. Do uh, it. You gotta I'm watch download it. Watch it Saturday. Fans, I feel like you can't watch one without the yeah, other at the same both. time. You need both. And uh, are you still gonna be on TV on Wednesdays? Yeah. Or on the camera? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And on Saturdays I will be, but I'm just with the fans right. instead. You know. Okay, cool. I get it. It's you know what? Sometimes you just gotta accept your place. You can't have you can't you know you can't it, do it all. 
can't do it. Is uh is the is the new lace? Um, we'll call her we'll call her Kelsey. Is does she have a sports broadcast background? Um, not a sports broadcast background, but like she's she works for uh sports like podcasting. Okay, so she does it. Else. Yeah. God, I was really hoping you were gonna be like, no, they just, just the same. She's she the was same. just an intern. She she's a edu- she's a listen, primary she's education great. major. She's, she's great at it, and she truly, truly like is like paying attention and loves all the things and knows notices all the little things and all that stuff. So good. I mean, it's it's great. I'm glad. So it's good. just it's when it happens like while you're pulling into the job, that's the tough part, you know. But Crazy. you got you got to roll with it in entertainment, and you just got to be thankful you got a gig uh that's kind of how i've been looking at it and there's just been so much other stuff on my plate lately that at this point i was like it sounds like you just took you know it sounds like you uh gave me less stress so i'll take it yeah yeah yeah. i'll take it <laughs> yeah i'll let her Dude. have to figure out all the you know that stuff and you know and she's good at it so and she's gorgeous so good for her you know crazy fine, okay you know? i can't get young all right I, that's something i can't do um, no we get you know we get we get older and um uh more relatable which is why you're with the fans that's right that's right all right Uh, yeah talk about what you've got on sunday so people can come out and support you oh oh okay uh so it's just um this is such a just for laughs is a hard thing to explain to anybody who is biggest comedy festival in the world just say it it is it's the biggest comedy festival in the world it happens in montreal they have this thing called new faces where they take i think 20 stand-up comics and they showcase them as <coughs> kind of like the oh here's the up-and-coming comics and these are most of them are unrepped so yeah. the showcase is a lot to do with showcasing in front of agents and stuff and just people that will want to pick you up and you know help you expose yourself to the um to the world so i have an audition a showcase to be considered for the showcase uh, here in Atlanta at Laughing Skull Lounge on Sunday. It's a five o'clock show. I think there's 16 comics on it, maybe less than that. Everybody does six minutes. And there's people from JFL, the Just for Laughs showcase, that are going to be down there to watch. So, hey, if, you, if you're if you an audible laugher, I would love for you to come because I'm pretty sure I'm not I'm still not going to have uh, a whole voice there. So I'm going to need all the help I can get. That's Sunday at Laughing Skull at 5 p.m. Love it. Um, Y'all yeah, go support then it. You can get tickets there at LaughingSkullLounge.com. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Good yeah. time. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, we'll say. We'll say. Um, um oh okay. we talk about Kirsten Morgan's episode? Yeah. The, I think yeah, we should we, leave. Yeah, we three and a half months ago we recorded an episode. <laughs> Kirsten Morgan, the poet. Uh well I'll sum it up as fast as I possibly can. We found her on TikTok. She was in school. She meets a guy. He's he's plays on a baseball team in college. So there's nothing else you need to know. She was she was interested. Yeah. They hit it off. Then he's like, "Hey, I think I'm gonna quit baseball and move in at your, in your parents' home with you." <laughs> and she's like, "I don't really know about that." And he's like, "Well, I'm just gonna go talk to myself, and uh, and it'd be weird if you made a scene." So <laughs> yeah, you know, real right healthy that, behavior, real healthy, super health from the beginning. He's mm-hmm. just a bowl of chicken noodle soup, healthy. <laughs> he moves in. Um, she goes haywire from there. He's kind of she's tries to break it off multiple times. He um, does some similar situations where he uh, lures her back in. 
Um, eventually they decide that they're going to get married. So she buys a house. She puts his name on the lease. And he's like, thank you so much for that. But in the meantime, she's like, why are you so close to, with one of your coworkers? And he's like, chill, chill, chill. I'll make it up to you. Let's go buy some life insurance. I want to take $500. <laughs> $500,000 uh, yeah. <laughs> out on your name. Yeah, no, no, I don't really have a job to support the, to pay that off, but I think it's super important. She's like, well, why? And he's like, well, because we don't have any kids. Um, <laughs> you know, or any, so there is sense. no reason, but I just, I'm seeing this other woman, so I think it's important because we'll probably <laughs> kill you and we need somewhere to pay off for the house. Yeah. But he didn't say that. And uh, and so then um, at the last minute, it's the week of the wedding. She she calls it off. Finally, thank uh, God. Or I think he says. I think he called. I think it was something mutual. I, I it, it was it was yeah three months ago. Yeah, um, it was so long ago. But either way, her parents her parents were thrilled. They were like, "This is great. Good. Yeah, you made a good decision. Fantastic. We're so glad right. he's not going to be our son in law." Yeah, correct. Yep. Um. So the day of that would have been the wedding. She's like, "I'm going to pop over at the house that I bought that um I purchased with my money," and she popped over there and um he. Was, he, he came to the door completely naked. He was like, what are you doing here? So obviously she went and found his co-worker in their bed together, naked. No, I think she was hiding in the closet with her. His clothes um, on. His clothes on. So we, we found out um, it must have been a walk-in closet. It sounded big because Kirsten, that girl, her ex-fiance at this point, and Kirsten's, all, her both of her parents were all in the closet together. Oh, yeah. Fighting, Did we mention which, her parents were with her when she went to go yes, to, to the house? Correct. Yeah. So now yes. they've all gotten into the, um, they're all in the found, walk-in closet. Yeah. yeah. The cops come. There is a, a piece of paper found that, um, that her, I guess, ex-fiance and his coworker had detailed out their budget for when they were going to begin their life together there was no house payment on there why because they were going to kill kirsten and pay clearly off life insurance. clearly um insane story um since then she she's a, a much stronger person she's learned from it um she's written a, a book of poetry called words like water about the the whole um experience uh, like a, a resurrection mm-hmm. of her of herself through it all yeah. Um, and it was a really cool story. Um, we learned a lot. Is there any, any significant thing is significant things I've missed? Other than future? when she, so at one of the, one of her husband's company softball or kickball games or whatever, she noticed this chick and knew that it yeah. was, uh, uncomfortable and she didn't like their closeness and she knew something was up and was like, Hey, what's going on? And he's like, that's, there's nothing going on. He's so he gaslit her and lied and all yeah. that stuff. Um, yeah, so so it ended up to be that girl. That's the only that's the only yeah piece of info. But if y'all have listened to the episode, you know all that. But that's just a little recap of it. Um, what are we What are we putting to bed? What are we what, wh- easily? We want to say an obituary to letting somebody take out in a substantial life insurance policy on you when it makes no sense. We I she I keep coming back to this because I think. That she she mentioned it and then but it wasn't uh nobody really hammered it home enough and I was like can we go back I feel like you escaped murder it, right even though that wasn't part of the story she didn't tell that part of the story but that's what we gathered and also I watch way too much Dateline but like yeah that's that's what we gathered from listening to it and oh and we said we were gonna bring my mom on who's an uh, insurance agent and we were gonna ask her but I I did ask her off uh, offline and. She goes, well, it's not that, 
unusual that somebody would take out a bigger life insurance policy on one partner than the other, especially if there's children involved and the other partner doesn't have the income. And if something were to happen to them, they would be left with having to take on the childcare and everything else. And I was like, yeah, there were no kids. And, and they were in their young 20s. And they're in their 20s. And he was trying to take out like a $50,000 policy on himself and then a $500,000 policy on her, which, you know, if she were to die, he would already have the house that she bought. So there's all these other things. And she's like, yeah, okay, well, all that sounds very fishy. And that's very, you know, she's like, it's not unusual to have one partner with a lot more than the other. And I said he also was pushing it. He like kept pushing for it. And that they was also, a, they also, it was also a financial burden. Like yeah. they had oh, to go that's back right. and the look payments. at their, that's right. Because it was too much. They had to go back and like budget things. Yeah. That they weren't planning to budget for to make room to pay for to this. pay for that. That's what I told mama that's too. And she's like, absurd. yeah, okay. That's fishy. That's all fishy. I want to, I want to, if anybody else is, is, is kind of in the business of life insurance and somebody comes in like that, is that, can, do you, do you, is there a point when you report that to the police? No, no, there's not. That's what I asked mom about too. And she said, she said, absolutely not. Anybody can take out any amount of life insurance they want on, on a significant other. And they can, they can do it as many times as they want. There's like a limit per how often you can do it or something like that. But that's about it. There's like the, the insurance commissioner or the insurance, whatever. There's like some reporting agency for insurance and they will, They'll look into stuff like that if there's like, it's, it's very clear. It's like that dude, I think we talked about even on here. And if we didn't talk about it on here, I I definitely watched the documentary, the guy who killed two wives and the second wife, he had taken out a total of four point, like something million dollars in life insurance from four separate um, policies that he was getting without her knowledge and like getting them from all these different companies. Um, And that was a huge part of the trial was just like, how did you like, how did no one notice that? But if you do it a certain amount of time away from each other, you can you can get away with it. I just, Seems wrong, to be, right? Seems wrong. I, I'm like, dude, can we... If the IRS is catching tax fraud, can we keep a, a list of... Can we have a no-fly zone and then a, and then a husband's with a, a, a significant... Or, or wives... A spouse with a significant life insurance policy that makes no sense out on 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 their spouse list. Can we can we you know can we keep a a creepy spouse list somewhere? <laughs> we need like, like a this is, yeah, seems the official creepy spouse list. Yeah, yeah. This seems like motive number one. Uh, it um, always is every time. Every time that's yeah. what it is. I mean, there's a show that I've that I just finished watching. That's all the true story. They re they reenacted it. Um, that with Renee Zellweger. Have you seen it yet? It's called The Thing About Pam. No, I heard about it. Oh, it, 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 the, watch the, it. Her makeup and oh, like, prosthetics and everything Dude, it's phenomenal. Dude, so good. It, and it's, she's, yeah. and here's the thing. The whole time I watched this whole show, I thought, oh, she's, she's exaggerating. Like she's, this is not how, that woman could not have been that whatever. Um, callous or weird or, you know, and she was at the very, very, very end, the last episode, there's six episodes in the series the end of it, they show real clips of the real Pam Hupp and they show her and how she's like talking to the Dateline reporters and how she's talking to other people. And they show her on the stand being so fucking weird. And I'm like, Oh my God, that was how she That's was her. the whole time. And so, yeah. Cause the whole time you're like, this is, this is way too exaggerated. It's not. And she is insane. And it all started because she was working at an insurance agency at a state farm 
with this chick who was apparently her best friend, Betsy Faria. And uh, Betsy was dying of terminal cancer. Okay. She had a husband and two kids. Two weeks before Betsy was found stabbed to death in her house. Who was she, she was going to die. She anyway. was going to die anyway. Uh, two weeks before she was found stabbed to death, um, she apparently wrote over all of her life insurance to Pam Hupp. Why? And it, it, she wasn't in jail immediately? The husband went to jail for three years. They, they, they said he did it. He killed his wife. Everybody's like, why would he stab his wife to death? What the hell? Like, none of this makes any sense, but the jury put him away for like three years. Then he had a retrial three years later because this other guy dies. This other guy that Pam Hupp kills. Um, she kills another guy and then that comes up and it's like because of this evidence and some other evidence that was left out the first trial, they re retrial and they let the dude out because of course his her husband didn't do it. And they let him out. He's free. And then Pam Hupp goes on trial and then she goes to she goes to prison. She's still in prison. Wow. Dude, oh, and, and they think she killed her mother too. Her mother fell off the balcony. So, okay, so I life insurance it, it makes sense when it makes sense, but it's one of the most insane modern day like like normalcies of of yeah. the human race because essentially we've made it legal to to put a price on someone's There's life. There's a price on your life. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. And yes, it's necessary and like having a mom that's been in insurance my whole life is like I mean, my mom always says she's like there's nothing more rewarding than she goes because, you know, in grief and in tragedy and all that, you know, you could, there's almost no solace you can bring to somebody. And the only tiny bit of help that I can, that I can provide is to walk up to their house and to knock on the door and hand them a check to at least take care of their financial burdens while they're going through the hardest time of their life. And she's like, that's the one part that's like, that I feel like I can do for somebody. And so, yes, life insurance is necessary for a million other reasons. But when it comes to, like, that lady just, she, her co-worker, she wrote her co-worker. And then she told him, she was like, yeah, she wants me to start a trust for her daughters. And it's like. They never saw the money, did they? They never saw the money. They were never given the money. Dude. It's, Isn't that crazy? It's so scary. Yeah. Yeah. And then stabbed <sighs> her to death and then shot a dude, shot a, um a mentally handicapped dude in the head in her house. Cause she tried to say that this guy tried to attack her and he was sent there from Betsy's ex-husband, Russ, that he sent a man and all she did, she drove around until she fit. She like drove around like a, a lower income part of town. And she asked one woman to come and do it. She went to a trailer park and she found some woman sitting outside. She was like, Hey, I need you to come. Uh, I work for Dateline and I'm doing a reenactment. And uh, I just need you to read this line. We've got cameras all set up and all this. And if you'll just get in the car with me and just come over here and I'll give you $1,000 cash. I just need you to um, to come do this line. Just say this line and that's it. And then I'll I'll drive you back to your house. And the lady, she, she gets in the car with her and Pam drives her like halfway down the road and she realizes that this is really wrong and weird and uncomfortable. And she's like, I don't trust this lady. She's like, I forgot. I have to be back at home. And Pam's like, no, no, it'll be quick. And she's like, no, no, I, I've got to get back home. You've got to get me back home. And then um, Pam gets really pissed and does like a U-turn and like takes her back and drops her off and then goes and finds this guy, this, this handicapped dude, and finds him 
and does it to him and says, hey, stand here. Just stand here. Here, All the cameras are around. She's in her own house. She's like, she has him at the front door. She's like, all the cameras are, they're listening. Um, I'm going to reenact this whole thing. So I'm going to call. And so she calls 911 and says, oh, there's a man in my house with a knife. And she says, and she's like telling him like, say the thing, say the thing. And he's like, do you want me to do to you what we did to Russ's wife? And then she just shoots him to death. What? That happened. That was really what happened. What? And then when the police got there and they're investigating the whole thing, they're like, they listened to that 911 thing a bunch. They, the big the big tell was the way she kept the knives. So in her kitchen, she kept the knives in her, um, these are all spoilers, by the way. Sorry. Oops, should have said this before. But it's a story that happened years ago. It's a real story. But uh, she keeps her knives in um, between the counter and the stove. So she keeps them up and down, horizontal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So she does them like that. The knife that she claims that this dude tried to attack her with in her car was slid into between the seat and the console handle up, just like she keeps the knives in the living room. I mean, in the kitchen. And the, the investigators were like, that's weird, but that's the knife that this guy brings into your car. And then they found that the knife, she bought the knife at like a Dollar Tree that was like, like, like an hour before she picks this guy up and brings that before this guy supposedly attacks her in her house. Um, she had bought the knife and blah, blah. She had done all this. And then was she doing that for insurance? That was just to put Russ back in jail. Cause he had yeah, gotten yeah. out. So she was trying Ew, to say, so look, nuts. he's a murderer and he sent this guy to kill me. So insurance, it's, it's also, she could get like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now bitch is in prison and she's yeah. a psychotic murderer. Dude, it's crazy. It's kind of the same as like, um, well, no, it's different, but close to like all that murder, all murder stuff. Oh, like it's all yeah. Yeah. The trust fund and, yes. and insurance. It's, it's all tied into the same, same scenario. Yes. Of Money. The reason, true reason why people die. Money. Oh my God. Okay, I know. So I know. Long story. Oh, but, but listen to the whole oh, episode. Okay. Yes. Um, yes. I think you should leave with Kirsten Morgan. Um, phenomenal episode it was super fun we've we've already gotten a lot of feedback about it um but uh we love that episode yeah uh, do we have it any pop culture i think we we already discussed i think we, we covered just enough to pop address. culture we look we know the rihanna aesop rocky rumors are out but we did it we googled it we looked at two different links and we have concluded <laughs> yes, that it is a, a rumor a lot of research they have gone on vacation with each other since and yeah. they're still hot and heavy and she is still uh, the hottest pregnant woman Ever. to date, and yeah, and listen, sure, sure. If you want to get pregnant, get pregnant, but you ain't gonna do it like Rihanna, okay? No, never. Go ahead and put some jewels on your on your belly, and and wear a little a little crop top, mm -hmm. uh, because all we're doing now is just chasing Rihanna for yes. the rest of our lives. That's it, and it's impossible. She's the best ever. Do it's it. impossible. Yeah. she's the best ever. Do all the things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, and my, my obituary for the Kirsten Morgan story is uh, don't put the dude's name on your house if you're buying it in cash and you're not married yet. Or not cash, but if you're buying your house and you are not married yet, do not put his name on the house. And if you are going to, don't let him live in the house without you there. If you bought a house, you get to live in your house. You tell yeah, him he yeah. can move in after you're married. Why yeah, was he yeah, allowed yeah. to live in that house while she still lived in an apartment? She owned a house with a yeah. walk-in closet big enough for five people in it. 
nope, no thank you. Um, So, yeah, none of that. Uh, Okay, that's it. Um, Yeah, in conclusion, Rihanna's the best, and uh, Jose, uh, Catherine's coming for you. So that's that's the Uh, conclusion. I'm coming for you, Jose. Um, I just, I, you know, I was going to say, I just got a, I just got a code for that Sunday show, but okay. My code, if you want to come on Sunday for that, just for laughs showcase, it's, uh, so mine is K Blanford. That's capital K capital B L A N F O R D. And I think it's valid for two free tickets. Cool. <laughs> so if you hear this and you want to come, you can have two free tickets if you use K Blanford. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. I, Congratulations to everything, Lace. And thanks, um, you too. My my step niece will be back. Catherine will be back. Hopefully, Fantastic. next episode. Hopefully I hope so too. I really miss her. I miss her a lot. Miss her voice. Uh, miss right. her youth. Um, yeah, miss her. So, all right. Thank you all so much. Uh, thanks for being patient with us. And uh, we're coming up on. We're getting close to two hundred episodes, which means we're getting close to. Um, season five we're gonna make some changes in season five we got some fun stuff coming up ahead of us um very excited about everything thanks for sticking around keep buying merch we got plenty of it to give away and sell and all that good stuff so hit us up dm us and check out our website cheatiespodcast.com keep sending your friends our way and leave us reviews we keep saying please leave us reviews we haven't had a new review in like months so somebody go and leave us some reviews on itunes spotify all that good stuff we appreciate it it means a lot to us in our little adventure In the meantime, stay stabby. Toodles. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode of Cheaties, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you've cheated or been cheated on, you've got a cheating story and we want to hear it. So please leave us a teaser voicemail at 888-STABBY-8. That's 888-782-2298. And go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Cheaties Podcast. And you can follow me, Lace Larrabee, at Lace Larrabee. Follow me, Catherine Blanford, at KBiz9. That's K-B-I-Z-Z-9. Stay stabby. Go ahead, go to your ready-made horse. That's all you're good for.